Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? It's going good. It's Sunday, and we are here for one of our More Than Mom episodes. These are the shows where we step outside of motherhood and parenting and talk about whatever, pop, whatever, <laughs> pop culture, lifestyle topics, sometimes beauty, fashion, a lot of yeah. nostalgia. We like to go back in time, although that's not what we're doing today. Today, we are talking about the apps on our smartphones and just kind of chatting about what 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 the apps are on our phone, which ones we're loving, which ones we wish would exist or wish would improve. Um, and it's kind of fun. I know that we probably organize the apps on our phone a little bit differently. Uh, you think? <laughs> maybe. maybe. Could... I love that on the outline you put something about how do you organize your apps? And I wrote, uh... <laughs> organize my apps like why would I do that we will uh, we will get into that we will in true revealing fashion of our and I have to say I have to say speaking of more than mom um I have to apologize a little bit I'm a little hoarse because I went out for my friend Liz's birthday last night and we ended up doing karaoke in a dive bar and I did only hair metal the whole night I love that. Well, you sound good to me right now, but when we first started boxing earlier today, mm -hmm. I thought you had a cold and I have had like back to back colds that luckily <laughs> have happened on the off days when we're not recording. So I'm, I'm doing pretty good, but I was like, Oh no, you have a cold. And you were like, no, I was screaming into a karaoke mic. Yeah. I did sweet child of mine and I did not hold back. And that end of that song is vocally challenging. So I mean, you just, I did bring the house down. You though. left it all out at babes. I left it all out. Yep. Babes so. is the name of it. And your... I wasn't even at babes. I was oh. a totally different place last night. So it was totally different crowd, new people. It's a lot of fun. Wow. But I'm all a right. little hoarse today. Okay. Well, that's a good reason to be hoarse. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip-On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. 
That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya, is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the Haya vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, you ready to talk apps? I'm ready. I'm going to drive the bus this time, so I have some questions right. for you. You have a lot of questions here. I do, and we may but not get right, to I'm them prepared. all. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, okay, so the basic, uh, first basic question is, what kind of phone do you have right now, and is that what you've always had? I have an Apple uh, 8 okay. S. You have the, the big one. version of the 8, yeah. The 8 the big Plus, one. I think, is 8 yours. 8 Plus, yeah. Um, I have had iPhones since... I want to say like 2012, something like that. Up until then, I did have, um, I had Androids, Mm -hmm. like a variety of different ones. And I mean, but this was like back when, I don't remember if I ever had a smartphone that wasn't an iPhone. Yeah, where apps were like a thing. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like what I had right, the phone I had last before my first iPhone was like one of those little ones with the slide up keyboard. Mm -hmm. It was a Mm -hmm. Samsung, I think. Um, And I wasn't particularly... Like, I didn't feel like I needed to have an iPhone. I really, when I was married, I really let John drive all of our technology decisions. And mm-hmm. I didn't really care much as long as I had a chance to like ease in to a new thing. So yeah, so I've, that's what I've got. And I've had it for a long time. Okay. It'd be hard for me to go to a different platform now. I think so. I agree. So yeah. I'm kind of similar. I have the iPhone. I call it the 10. I know people call it the X. I don't know. I mean, X is for 10. So it is the latest iPhone. I decided not to do the plus the larger size like you have, but I have the um the 10, the X. Okay. Um and we do the upgrade plan where technically you can upgrade once a year if you want to for like 99 bucks. And Brian is Brian likes to get new phones as often as possible. Um I don't usually do it once a year, but usually if there's a new one that comes I I probably get a, a new phone every year and a half to two years, I would say. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of getting due for one. I think mine is 
it's over a year old, but I just don't know how old over yeah. a year old. It's completely smashed. I know. Um, just... And I keep meaning to get the glass repaired, but if I'm going to go through all that, I might as well just wait. And, right. You know, yeah, yeah. if it's working for you. Exactly. Okay. So speaking of Apple devices, tell me briefly how you feel about Apple versus Android, or I actually put Apple versus Google because I have thoughts on that. Um, either like if you have opinions or if you have preferences, if you have a loyalty toward one or the other, yeah. and is this changed? I tend to go with whatever's like easiest and okay. whatever's uh, I'm used to. Um, I have always used Google products since Gmail came out. I mean, I was really early adopter to both Gmail and Google Suite, or mm-hmm. you know, not actually Calendar Google Suite, and, but yeah. their suite of services. Right. I've used them for well over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that they work pretty well with my Apple phone for my needs. But yeah. like, I I now think that I would have, and then I'm always Apple, I always have a Mac computer. Now, right. when I was married to John, he was, we called it the, the I'm trying to remember, the constant parlay. He was really great at having like somehow rotating new technology into our family without actually directly paying for well, it. Well, and I, that was his business, right? He it was, was an IT consulting. Yeah. Yeah. And he would like, yeah, he wasn't stealing it off the back of a truck <laughs> or whatever. Just magically came No, into it would be house. more like he'd have a really rich client who would get sick of their MacBook and wouldn't, they'd want a new one and they really didn't want to deal with it. So they'd be like, take this away. Right. And so, or he'd buy it really cheap, but like we got so much free stuff. So I kind of fell into using Macs and now it's a little bit different. Like when I had to replace my computer, it hurt to pay to buy that much. I mean, the business bought it, but like it hurt, you know, I was like, ugh. like I know that I could get a Dell or like a a ThinkPad or something like so much cheaper. But I do like that. Like I I used that MacBook Air since 2011. I couldn't believe it when I looked up when I saw what year it was it like, I think the reason I finally had to was it, it wouldn't run certain software. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, how is this possible? It's not that old. It's yeah. in great shape. And I looked and it was 2011. That's a long time. That's yeah. eight years to have a, a laptop with the, abu- the abuse I put yes. them through. And so I do have a certain amount of loyalty. However, I do think that like price, the price point has become more of an issue for me now than it used yeah. to be. I, yeah. I hear you. Well, I I'm the same. So we tend to be, Apple for devices that includes phones and computers. We also have Apple TV. Um, but I really like Google for software and like open. Mm. I don't know if open source, if I'm using that word correctly, but just like their ability to just, I, I just like Google. I like Google software and services. And that, that does bring up issues at times. We can get into photo apps later if we get into it, but I prefer Google photos. I actually love Google photos. I love mm-hmm. that I can open my Google photos and search for something like Clover. I, I wrote an essay yes. for our newsletter subscribers last week about a four leaf Clover and it, it there's smart search, things like that. Like the smart searching capability of Google is in your Google photos. And I can't rave enough about the way I use Google photos to stay organized and share. But I will say that if you're an iPhone and Mac person, it, it requires extra steps. It just does does. because it's not Apple would like you to use the photos (laughs) app and they have, they have photo sharing. They have a lot of the same things. I just don't like it as much. So I'm kind of stubbornly between those two things. And I just think it's an interesting, I don't know, interesting thing to discuss. I've never had non Apple devices, but I, I persistently keep my allegiance to non Apple, like I, I don't really like their, I don't like iCloud. I don't do any iCloud storage. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like Apple music. I don't use any of that. I use other things. So. And don't you get annoyed? Like when your computer <clears throat> wants to desperately, like desperately wants to open something in iTunes and you're like, no, I didn't mean to do that. And then you have to shut it down. You're so annoyed. You see the icon bouncing at the yes. bottom in your toolbar. 
Um, I've actually had an experience last week where I was, well, two weeks ago, I blocked Facebook uh-huh. um, yeah. on my Chrome on my computer, which was easy. There was literally no way to do it on my phone on Chrome. Like it would not. Oh, uh, like interesting. The extension wouldn't play with Chrome on my phone. And then I actually had to Google it. <laughs> and I was like, no, you can't do it. So I, I think I just logged out. They do. But... Sometimes they just they fight with each other. The mm-hmm. Safari and the Chrome and the but I, I'm still in fact, the, the longer the more time that goes by, the more stubborn I am about it because I just don't I don't care for most of Apple. I don't think services. Apple puts a lot of um, attention into their well, services. That, it doesn't feel it, like they're done. It's or something. that definitely. And some are better than others. I mean, let's not get into how bad the Apple podcast app is. Will they cancel us for saying it? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to talk about how I still use it. So, okay. Continue. All right. We'll get into that, but, um, okay. So moving on. Oh, wait, I'm not quite done. I have one more oh, okay. thought. Okay. <laughs> Every time though, all that said, my kids do have Android devices. Um, my ex had an Android device. Like he, he went off iPad or iPhone a while ago. And every time I've picked up an i or uh, an Android phone and try to use it, it's like I'm an alien. <laughs> I cannot make the dang thing work. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's like using an old IBM, like where right. nothing is as easy as Apple makes it. That's what that where Apple really shines. Yes. is making things so easy oh, to use that you, yeah. you become stupid. Like yes, because you become less able to do it without yes. them like making it so easy on you. So That's so true. Brian had yeah. to go from a work Mac to a work non-Mac. I won't even shout out the brand because it's fine. It's a pretty popular one, but he, he just, I like every once in a while he's doing work at home and I just hear him over there like grumbling and fighting with his device. And mm-hmm. it is, I mean, so yes, love my Apple devices. Okay. So moving on, uh, this just came up. What app do you listen to podcasts on? So do you remember when you, um, made me and or strongly encouraged me to download you, pocket you asked, Cast? you asked for advice. I don't even think I it was know. forceful. Okay, well, whatever it was, I paid like four bucks <laughs> to get Pocket Casts and I downloaded it on my phone and I got on it and I said, I said, Sarah, you're correct. Pocket Casts is without a doubt better than Apple Podcasts app. But guess what I still do? I so still just out of habit? Podcasts. Because all the podcasts I want to listen to are already, already there and I get <laughs> notifications. Okay. And I don't even, like, mm-hmm. I never got in the habit of using the new one. So it didn't occur to me. And then- yeah. When I'd go in it, it didn't look what, like what I was used to. And it didn't yeah. have all the same shows yet. And I it's just. Like going back to an old boyfriend that's not good for you. Oh, it is. But you know what it also <laughs> is like? It's like every time I think to fire up a podcast, I'm already doing the thing I want to listen to the podcast for. Yeah. Like I'm already in the car and I just want to grab it yep. and go. I didn't want to have to like go through the time. You know how I am about setup. I don't like setting up new technology. I don't like setting up new devices. I like I don't like that stage at all. So for me to put the work in to make it work for me quickly, just I just didn't. I just, sometime when we're together, I'll just like, you can pour me a glass of wine and I just like to set up everything the way okay. that it works I will do that. Well. It's like a hobby of mine. Um, I'll organize your Google photos too. <laughs> Thanks, um, they need them. <laughs> I use, I do use Pocket Casts. Um, it's mm-hmm. a pretty popular one. The funny thing is um, it, over the four years we've done this show, every once in a while we'll have some kind of glitch. Somebody says, hey, your show's not playing on Stitcher or I listen on Overcast and I'm getting an error. So one time, maybe a year, six months or a year ago, I went through and I put every major podcast listening app on my phone and subscribed okay. to our show. Um on them. I don't have notifications for all of them, but it is helpful. Every once in a while, there's some kind of glitch. We had one not long ago, and then I can easily bop around and see how our show is playing, what it looks like, what the, so yeah. So I have this little folder on my phone of podcast listening apps and I have literally all of them, but I personally use pocket casts. All right. Next question. (laughs) 
How do you organize your apps? How do you organize your apps? <laughs> I, guess I don't organize my apps. So when you add a new one, it just goes to the end. So how many swipes through uh, on your phone? Uh, okay, so there? I okay, so that maybe that's not fair. Like I do, so I have three swipes. Okay. I have moved things around before if I want them to be less visible to me. Like if uh -huh. I want to use something less, I tend to put it at the end. Yeah. And I did group all of my Google um, icons together. Actually, I think I missed one. I missed two. I had this thing where I am not capable of seeing the Google Home, the Drive or the Google Photos app. Like I don't see them. I will go through my phone. Chrome, not the same. I'm, I can totally see that. And Hangouts, I can totally see. I feel like there's something about the design of Home, Drive and Google Photos and Google Maps to some degree that to my eye, they become invisible. Right. They look a lot like other apps. Yeah. There's a lot of white space. Right. And they just don't stand out to me. So every time, and I don't use them that often. So then when I would have to use them, I would like literally be like, what's wrong with me? Right. I have, so, I have certain things like that too. It's so interesting that it's just Google for you. Like, do you, I wonder if it's like a design motif or something that just doesn't pop out to you. I think it's because they're two samesies. They're two yeah. samesy samesy. Like they're all kind of rainbow colored and geometric shapes and a lot right. of white around the edges. And I just, Oh, Google calendar is the other one. Right. I always, I love um, Google calendars app, uh -huh. but I mean, I forget to open it in that and end up opening it in my, like just my default uh -huh. Apple calendar half the time. And then like, sometimes it doesn't even like put all my stuff in there. And I'm like, wait, I know this is in here. And then if I go to Google, okay, it's there. Okay. So, well that answered other questions too. Like if you have a preferred calendar app, what about, mail do you use the mail I just use the mail app. okay I'm, I'm but, fine with it yeah I, mean, it I actually use the calendar one too but I do have all my calendars they're all google based but they all do sync correctly with um mac so they're, they're something's fine. going on with mine like one of them is not yeah and, and I think it's yours and mine it doesn't somehow it's not playing well with see with, uh, the apple calendar apple and google well while yeah. you were chatting I just dropped a photo in our show outline of how I organize my apps can you see oh it? my you have so many folders. Do you ever but that feel I only like, have one page? That's the only page. I don't. But don't. Ever do you ever swipe. feel like? I don't know. Do you ever feel like it adds an extra step that you don't want to do? So I have gone back and forth with the folders over the years, and I was actually anti-folder for a while. Like when they first came out, I did it and I grouped them, and then I didn't like it because of the extra step. But since yeah. I went to one page, I think it was having multiple pages and multiple folders. But having only one page, so everything yeah. is right there. And um, I've just gotten used to where things are and the labels are really clear. Um, and so I have had this for almost exactly a year and I haven't tweaked it. So I've really liked it. And it just looks really clean. And um, the only notifications are those two from Voxer that won't go away. That yeah, is I have four from Voxer that won't Ugh. go away. I've, I've spent like an embarrassing amount of time Googling that. Glitch. Truly, it drives me nuts. And, and the thing is, I typically I don't really care that much about notifications, but like I use Voxer so much yeah. that it drives me nuts to think there might be a message I haven't listened to. But I know it's not true. I know. it's Yeah. It, it's a, OK, well, we should I problem. guess I should tell the folks listening what you're looking at. <laughs> but oh, right. It is a single. So it's a single page of multiple grouped folders. You can drag your apps into folders um, on iOS and they're labeled, they're all labeled one word that is real, like obvious. So like books, mm -hmm. cash, chat, chat includes things like Facebook Messenger, FaceTime, Google Hangouts, Voxer. Um, so it's, I don't know, it makes sense for my brain. Um, some of the groups have just a couple and some have a lot. 
And then I always like settings to live by itself. So settings is the only thing that's not in a folder. And then the, the four at the bottom are phone, mail, text, and camera. So um, settings is another app. I have a hard time locating when I need it. Oh, interesting. Um, I would. Okay. So here's a question for you. Yeah. If you had a new app in your life and the categories that I tend to find um, these apps fall under are, are usually things I want to start using, but I need to like make it a habit, like a health yeah. app uh-huh. um, or like maybe a productivity app, something yeah. like that. Do you find that having them in folders gets them out of sight, out of mind, and then you forget to use them? Maybe sometimes. So usually when I add a new app, it will, like if you see the little three dots, there technically is a second page right now. Um, And I think the only things that are on there was something I was looking at for work, but probably wouldn't like use for myself. Like I was doing research on it. Um, And then, so basically that second page is almost like a, like a holding, like a temporary holding ground. I might keep a new app there that I was like testing out, but then I would move it into a folder. But yeah, you would run the risk of it being a little bit out of sight, out of mind. I might just have to have other ways to to remind you. Yeah. Uh, One other question now that I'm looking at this, and this is going to be a regional difference. I'm just very interested as a Southern, as a person in Southern California, how often do you check your weather app? Oh, we've talked about this. I, I check the weather all the time. I mean, okay. I know we have different weather, um, but it's still, there's something, you just got to know what the weather is. And I also, within my weather app, I have multiple cities of where like people I love live. Like I have your town listed. <laughs> oh, I do too. Yeah. And yeah. And then, you know, places where my in-laws are. And so I can look through the weather in other places, but I, I check the weather quite a lot. We also use Google. We ask Google the weather a lot too in the morning. Now we're in the middle of our winter. It's been raining like every other day for a month and a half. So that, so we do need to know, but yeah, I mean, less it's less extreme than yours yeah I become pretty obsessive about it this time of year yeah but yeah I, well, you- I, I like to keep in touch I, I open my weather app probably twice a day yeah okay all right so I will post this picture in the show notes so you guys can see what we're looking at um, but I'm going to move on to the next question so this is a quickie when you get a new phone do you have like do you back up your apps and bring everything over or do you scorch earth scorch so earth? I had to remember like I had to think back to, because it's been a while since I got a new phone I think I I think this last time I did do a backup and brought things over, but I don't know that I intended to do that because I really like it to be a fresh start. I, I do feel too. like I like the idea that I can just download whatever I want and get rid of apps yeah. that I don't use and stuff like that. But, um, but the last time I didn't, and I don't even know who initiated that. Would it have been on the Verizon end um, or would I have I done used- that with my phone? Um, it's usually when, well, I usually go into the Apple stores, how I get new phones. Do you go to the oh, okay. Verizon store? So I don't know, but it's usually in the store that they ask you if, if they well, want to transfer. I did it. I had it mailed to me last time. Like I ordered it. Oh, that's interesting. So usually when you yeah, do that, so, you are starting fresh, but I mean, yeah. you, if you synced it, sank it, sunk it. I wonder if I'm, I think I might've synced <laughs> it. I think I sunk it. If you did I sunk it without it with a computer, then it could have brought it over. But I, I usually like a fresh start. Although now looking at this organization system, that would be kind of a lot to have to read. Yeah, I did that. that on like a five hour plane ride and I've been really happy with it. So I might have to rethink that. I would at least screenshot it so that I could remember kind of the structure. Um, okay. So what app do you think that you use the most in a given day? Probably mail most days, but on days when you and I are having like tons of conversation, probably Voxer. So mail is interesting to me because you don't really like to reply to mail on no, your but I'm, phone, I always, but you always look at it. But I, I keep it, I keep abreast of what I have in, yeah. Do it's you, one of like, you know, at the bottom of your phone where you have like the four yeah. ones that you like to just be, I have 
males definitely do don't. Do you get a notification when a new one comes in or do you have to no. check? I don't I either. Check. I would have yeah. to check. Okay. Okay. So now do you have your phone with you? I do. Okay. So we're going to do this together. Ready? Go to settings. Okay. I got to find it for a second to find the settings app. <laughs> I found it. I found it. Okay. So scroll okay. down a little bit um, to battery. It's green. Okay. Okay. Wait, it takes a second to. Okay. So now click last 10 days. I only have last seven days. Oh, that's last fine. Four hours. Okay, last oh, seven weird. days. That's so funny. Mine says last 10. And then scroll down below those little bars and click show activity. So one is battery usage and one is activity. Oh, mine just, it came up. I didn't even have to click it. Oh, okay. Okay. So yours is activity by app? Yep. Okay. For the last seven days. So what is the most used? Boxer. So is mine. <laughs> 19%. Um, the so, next one is Chrome, um, okay. which could mean for me because I deleted the Facebook app. Unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of that's probably Facebook, but a lot of it is search. I do a lot of mindless searching on my phone. Okay. I read a lot of articles on my phone. Okay. Stuff like that. Okay. What's after Chrome? Home and lock screen. Okay. 15%. I don't even know what that means. So mine like I'm just are, literally touching my lock screen. Mine. So you don't see activity by app. Mine are in hours, not percentage. So if I click battery usage, it's percentage. Oh, if I click the little clock, it shows me. Activity. Okay. It shows me. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so at five hours on Voxer, oh my goodness. And that doesn't include the fact that I also use it on my, on my desktop, yeah. on my computer. Uh, 3.9 hours on Chrome, okay. 25 minutes in the background. Yeah. Home screen. Oh, I think that just means it's at the lock screen for 11 hours. Yeah, and I guess so. And then after so. that, 3.9 hours mail, 3.8 hours messages. That's a lot, okay. actually. So I don't text that much. Does that surprise you that Voxer is number one? No, okay, me neither. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I am surprised by how much I'm, <clears throat> I'm sending texts. Like that's a lot of texting and I'm not a huge texter. Yeah. Interesting. So, huh. Well, okay. So mine is Voxer is number one and then Instagram is number two and mm. Facebook is number three. And I don't even think I, I don't feel like I use Facebook a lot, but well, but, uh, this is telling me I do. Yeah. And then Pocket Casts, which is where I listen to podcasts, is number four, which is kind of a good thing. I use that a lot. And then mail is even below that. You so. know, it's funny is like my podcast app right now only shows four minutes, which it does <laughs> not seem very accurate. But my um, my smart speaker or not my smart speaker, uh, my my boom speaker broke. OK, so I only the only speaker I have right now in my house is my Google Home, which I do not think works at all well with podcasts. Uh huh. So I play them on my computer. Oh, well, that makes if sense. If I'm like, if I'm in my kitchen or whatever, listening to podcasts, I just put it on my computer because it's louder. Yeah, that makes sense. So. And this is only the last seven days. So right. it's that, that time frame. So I thought that was interesting. We are welcoming back Olive and June as a sponsor. And Megan, I'm so excited about this partnership because with spring right around the corner, I love refreshing the little things in my life, including my manicure. I am the biggest fan of doing my nails at home instead of at a salon because it's convenient, so much cheaper at just $2 a mani, and the results can't be beat. It all begins with Olive and June. Yeah, Olive and June's mani system has everything you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. These are profesh tools designed just for DIY. A couple of the items included are their best-selling poppy, which makes it so easy to brush on a smooth coat, even with your non-dominant hand, which you do have to use about half the time, it turns out. <laughs> And their award-winning cuticle serum, which is so nourishing and a finishing touch I love. Well, I've been a big fan of their quick dry polish for a while now. It seriously dries in about a minute, making it perfect for busy moms. Visit oliveandjune.com slash the mom hour for 20% off your first mani system. 
That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first mini system. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Okay, so my next set of questions are a little more rapid fire um, and just all over the map, some fun, some fun ones. So um, I'm going to start with this one. What's the weirdest or most unexpected app on your phone? So I have the Audubon bird watching app. <laughs> okay. Um, I got it because this summer I did a lot of like camping and kayaking yeah. and stuff. And I kept seeing birds I didn't know existed. And my sister was like, oh, I have the Audubon app on my phone. And so I, I put it on my phone. And I will say it has come in handy a few times. I like that. I like yeah. that. Um, I actually don't specifically have one for this because as we've discussed, mine are pretty well curated. Um, but I will think if I think by the end of the episode, if there's an unexpected app, I will let you know. Okay. So what is an app that you want to have it work for you or you want to use it more, but you just can't, you have to go first. I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. This is Google keep. Now we've just talked about how great Google's suite of services and apps are. And I have heard more than one very smart, organized, kind of like-minded person looking at you, Kelsey from the girl next door, rave. about Google Keep. And somebody else just talked about it on Facebook the other day. And I don't like it. So what it is, it's a note taking and kind of, um, you know, cloud based note taking app. So if you want to jot something down on your Mm -hmm. phone, and then it's there on your computer. And I years ago started using Evernote very casually. I don't use Evernote to the degree that people do. I mean, people kind of have their whole life's life organized in Evernote. And I never got into it at that level. But I do have I have a little folder in Evernote called recipes that I have some stuff tucked away. And I keep some passwords, which I probably shouldn't, but things like that. And I Every time I would hear about Google Keep, I would want to move everything from Evernote because I like that it's Google and I like that. And I just, I don't like it. It doesn't do quite enough. Like um, sometimes I'll write, if we're writing a little mini essay for Instagram or something for the blog, um, I like to like park writing like that somewhere where I'm not going to keep it because it's going to go somewhere else in a few minutes, but just while I'm typing and you can't format. So you can't use like bold or italics in Google keep. Mm. You can't, um, you can save links, but you can't bookmark a link and put it in the same note as another link. So let's say I wanted to have a Google keep note with podcasts I wanted to check out in the future. It's not easy to do that without a bunch of copy paste. So there's like things about it that I just want to be good and it's not good. So that's mine. Um, I was very similar about Evernote and it's not, I think Evernote's a great, a great product. I just never used it. I kept thinking I was going to get into it and I just, I use it for like four things, passwords, things that I need to play. You need a place to stash them, but you I don't need, need pl- to be interacting. Exactly. And I don't like searching my email for everything. And I don't, I, I, we use Google drive all the time and we have a lot of Google docs, but that requires pulling it up and having a browser tab open. And mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. like a lot of browser tabs open. So what I want, and this is getting more into, I guess, computer apps, but it, it's the same for phone apps. I want like a parking lot, a place that I could copy and mm-hmm. paste some stuff and then put it where I need it later. And I do, I mean, I use Evernote, but not, I use it for like four things recipes yeah. passwords and I don't know what else <laughs> um so for me there's two and I'll keep it brief okay. um 
Kindle, I never use my Kindle app. In theory, I love the idea of being able to read on my phone, uh-huh. but the experience of reading a book on my phone is not ideal to me. Okay. And so I end up carrying around a Kindle if I feel like having a, a, a digital book with me or I right. just carry a book. Yeah. Um, and the other one is the repost app. I mean, I uh. feel like every time I try to use the repost app, it's like, again, it's like I'm a baby. <laughs> like it doesn't intuitively make sense. Like I can't figure out what, what it's actually like, where is the, tw- it, if anyone hasn't used it, it's like, it allows you to repost stuff on Instagram. Yeah. So if you really like someone's post or if like, I want to post something from the mom hour on my own or whatever, I can use repost. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't understand where it's originating. Like what's originating? What is it pulling from your, so you, you, you know what I you mean? You an Instagram. Did you, did you know, do you know that much? So you start on well, the Instagram to, post. Yeah. And- Cause I, I eventually figure out how to do it. Like you have yeah. to get the link or whatever. Yeah. You have to save it. Then you have to open this other app, but then it takes you back to Instagram. That's the part where I get very confused. Yeah. And then you just hit paste and it'll paste the caption. I just feel like I never know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I feel like every time I'm going to screw it up somehow, like I'm going to repost it on the same account. Right. Or, like, or something is yes. going to go wrong. Yes. So Fair it enough. doesn't, it's not to me, that does not intuitively make sense, but I, I do use it when I can. Yeah. No, that, that totally makes sense. Um, what is your favorite navigation app? Google maps. Okay. Are you a way? I have ways. You have opinions about ways. I just found it to be mm-hmm. a little much. I agree. Like, I don't need to know that there's a million things that other people decided was worth notating. Yeah. Like, I feel like it makes me feel like everything I do is just fraught with obstacles. <laughs> and a lot of times they're not the even psychological implications. Yeah, no, ways. seriously. Like there's a police car up there and like there's maybe an accident <laughs> and the bad weather and like it's just too much. And I've also found that it's not always up to date. So like, you know, I'm not worried about traffic. Like we don't have traffic here. Mm-hmm. It's much more likely to be stuff like, um, an accident. Yeah. Especially in the winter or like an exit's closed yeah. or something like that. And I find that I don't know how, when a person who uses Waze marks it, I don't know who then clears it, but I have found that there are things that are way outdated. Interesting. Too. So, yeah, I feel the same way about Waze. I think the people who love Waze are people who live in uh, areas and do commutes where there are multiple ways to get from A to B. Yes. And it's helpful because ways will in real time tell you the best way. I know my brother uses it around Santa Barbara because there's, there are, there's one freeway that's always jammed up. And then there's like a million different back road ways to take. And it'll just tell him which one's the fastest on that given day. It's not that he needs directions. He just needs to know right. which way is clear. But Google maps. But if there's no, too. if there's only one ways to right. get somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of it just makes you it. feel stressed out about it. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> used it in probably years. I like Google yeah. Maps as well. You had an idea for an improvement on Google Maps, though. Do you remember that? I thought that was yeah. a really good idea. So I like Google Maps. It just it just she's obnoxious. Well, I have a girl. I, mean, I don't know what voice you have talking. I to think you. that's the same. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But I think that it should only talk to you when you don't know where you're going anymore. So I don't know how you would determine that. But I feel like, OK, so I go to Chicago all the time. Yeah. I only need someone to guide me for the last mm-hmm. 10 minutes, mm-hmm. maybe to get me to my final destination. I know how to get to Chicago. I know how to get into the city. Yeah. You know how to get out of your hometown. And I know how yeah. to get right. So what I would almost want is like to drop a pin. Mm, oh, I like that. So that Google Maps would only start talking to me once I got to that. Yes. Place. So th- it is annoying if you're, especially if you're listening to a podcast or music. Yes, it's so annoying or talking on the phone. Yeah. Um, so the workaround that is not perfect, but there is that little button where you can have no alerts, only um, acts like only, what do you call it? Like emergency alerts, like, right. you know, and then full 
everything, like tell me everything. So you could turn off alerts until, but then you'd still have to look down at your phone and find that button. And it's a small, right. Button. And I don't like to do yeah, that. Especially I don't either. And usually that's when I'm getting into the part where it's even harder exactly. to do that. So exactly. it just, yeah. Um, I have, you know, I have a lot of issues with navigation in, in general, just like the way I feel like it makes me stupider. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I have had to train myself out of using it. Like if I know I'm going to be going to a new place, but I'm going to start going there a lot, I will challenge myself to use Google maps like the first time, but not again after that, because I have to learn how to get there without it. Like you can't, you start to rely so much that you get stressed out trying to get places, you know, without it. Oh, I should tell the story really quick about when I was in California and I went from your place in Orange County up to um, Santa Monica. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and I toggled, I, I wanted to take the Pacific Coast Highway, uh-huh. so I toggled highways off. Yep. And then forgot to and toggle you, them back and on. And you did. You successfully drove up PCH and I did, and it was great. But um <laughs> but then the next day when I was leaving Santa Monica and heading to Pasadena, I forgot and I went into <laughs> LA. So I forgot to toggle it off. And I'm I'm like an hour and a half like into the drive. I'm in the middle of like Beverly Hills. And I'm thinking, why have I not seen a highway yet? Like, <laughs> it feels like at some point I would have gotten on a highway. Yeah. And then I finally got to my stepbrothers in Pasadena that night. And I thought, I didn't get on a single highway today. And then I thought, oh, duh. But your Brian made a very good point that um, probably I did just as well as yeah. I would have oh, on the yeah. highways. I mean, and it was a very beautiful drive. Yeah. And, and if I, you have really enjoyed through it. nice neighborhoods, then that's really, that's awesome. But yeah. yeah, I went through canyons and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, okay. What's your favorite weather app? Do you have one? Or do you just use, I the just build? use the standard one. I, I know there's better ones. Like I know AccuWeather is better and, but I'm fine with the information I get on my weather app. If I wanted more information, I'd honestly probably go to my computer. Okay. I didn't so. I thought maybe because you do like checking the weather so much you have a, but I, I do have AccuWeather. I have both and I kind of go back and forth. I like the radar on AccuWeather. We've had a super rainy season and so it's kind of fun to see those storms move through and like oh wow it's like snow over here and so uh, the the doppler the radar has been kind of fun on AccuWeather but I I agree I was kind of fine for a long time um okay are you still good I'm still good okay is there a mobile app where you prefer the mobile version over a computer now this is a hard question for you because you usually prefer computers is there something that you can think of that works better on a mobile app than what you would do on a browser? Um, I like that Facebook Messenger is a separate app. But oh, I that's don't a good one. Open Facebook because I do use Messenger, um, Facebook Messenger, not a lot, but a fair amount, just like to talk to people that I know, but I don't talk to in other ways. Okay. Like the yeah. people that are maybe not, I'm not close enough to to have a text relationship with, but yeah. like who I'd still like to keep in contact with. Yeah. And I'm a member of a few little Facebook message like groups from shows I've been in and stuff. So that's convenient. And then I think we both agree Voxer is a hundred times. Oh yeah. Voxer is way. I mean, it's definitely meant to be a mobile and there's several like that. I have had a couple of shopping apps like retail shopping that I like the mobile interface better. And now I went to look in my shopping folder and there's not one that Jane app that we like. I really like browsing that on mobile and it's not like their websites are terrible. I think it's, I just feel actually more native on mobile with those, which is surprising because I wouldn't think of myself as someone who shops on my phone, but I like the browsing Wayfair and all modern. They both have great mobile apps. So I don't know. Um, and then I also like Twitter for mobile, but that's just because that's how I came to know Twitter. So when I go on Twitter oh, desktop, yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know where I am. I'm like, yeah. in my mind, Twitter is just on a phone. So funny. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, use Slack a lot. Okay. Slack does have a pretty decent web interface too, like on your, on desktop, but the app is great. 
So that's another, that's one where it's like another communication device where I use the desktop and the, um, and the mobile very differently, but okay. I use them both equally, probably equally as much. And is Slack like Voxer where it's just a browser tab open or does it have like, yeah, it's a browser okay. tab open. Yeah. Um, well that let's go do this question then. And that is your favorite communication app, not counting Voxer since we have already established that. Okay, well, I mean, I do like Slack a lot, but I use it professionally and I, I use it in a pretty limited way. So here's a kind of a goofy one. Okay. Um, my sister and my two brothers and I have a text thread. Okay. That we <clears throat> update all day long and we don't ever say anything of value in there. I mean, we might be like, oh, I'm coming into town or whatever, but like. Is it just the four of you? It's just the four of us. Okay. It's really goofy. And mostly we just post GIFs. So I had to download a GIF. I think it's called GIF keyboard. Okay. And just so that I could generate <laughs> GIFs for this text thread. And it kind of becomes competitive, like, yeah, to see who can come up with the best GIF. And you don't want to use the same one twice. And so, yeah, I mean, I know that's not exactly a communication app, but um, no, it, it is. is an app that aids communication. Well, and it's also because you don't I don't think of you as liking texts very much, but you it sounds like you do have certain groups that are via text. Like yeah, I, regular, I don't like text, yeah. but I you can't avoid it. And this is yeah. one where when they first started texting me, like I was getting my phone was blowing up. I yeah. was really kind of annoyed for a while, but then I was like, I'm just going to go with it. And so I make it fun by, you know, sometimes I check out and don't even look at it for like a day. And then I'll send like four or five GIFs in a row. And and I the, it's just fun, Um, at least for Apple, the the um iMessages or whatever the actual official yes, yeah. app is um, has gotten better about you. You can like mute conversations where you can yeah. go in and check them, but they don't necessarily notify you and stuff like that for big, big, long groups. I would say for me, you had me on Hangouts for a long time, Google Hangouts, which is just messaging. It's just yeah. like text, but you were the only person I communicated with on there. And then we kind of have stopped using it. We got did real haven't glitchy. used it like in a month. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And then, so I would say after Voxer and I don't use Facebook messenger the way you described, I don't have, I mean, every once in a while I will get a message through that. And then I usually forget to reply to it because I just don't use it. And so yeah. I would say after Voxer, it's just text for me pretty much. And I, and I do use Hangouts still. That's how I communicate um, with John. That's how I communicate with the kids. I also communicate with the kids with Clara in Voxer. Yes. Um, I have a couple friends that I only communicate with in Hangouts. But it used to be a huge part of my life. And I would say now it's definitely much less. I remember less. when we started like really getting into like multiple times a day communication a few years ago. And you were like, can you just get Hangouts? And I was like, yeah. sure. But then I literally I always had my Gmail open. Yeah. and It was part of my Gmail <clears throat> the way I use it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, here's an interesting one. Do you have any apps on your phone that control devices outside of the sphere of just, you know, you and your phone like something in your house, like the way things are starting yeah. to be integrated in a smart way? Um, well, I mean, I do have the Google Home app. I have never used it besides the day I set it up. I don't even know what I would do with it. I like, know. I'm the same. What would I do with it? What is it for? I don't even know. It'll send you if you ask Google, like if you ask the Google Assistant something and she looks something up for you, like a recipe, she can send it to the app, like send it oh. to you. Okay. Um, you can add stuff to a list just like you would. Oh, yeah. So you can say, add that to my shopping list. and she. But I could also just do that through... Oh, I see. I could do it on Google Home and then it would send it to my to the app. Yep, exactly. I the, kind of like that. And I should I should look into that. Like, I, I would like that functionality. I think it's just a matter of getting used to it. I know. And I'm the uh, same. Yeah. Yeah. I had Nest for a while and it was kind of funny. Like, I got really used to being able to wake up. and I did not like Nest for the way it's supposed to be used. I really didn't like that it tried to predict. Oh, I remember I you telling want. me this. Like, it would think that you guys weren't home. 
Yeah, something. it was in a weird area of the house where people didn't go. So it thought like during the day when the kids were gone, it thought I was gone and right. it would turn the heat off. Right. Uh, and I would be freezing. Like, and I'd have, to go, I'd have to go like walk in front of it, be like, hey. So I really liked it to just be able to control my nest from bed, which I did a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got really used to it. And then for some reason, my nest stopped communicating with my phone. I could never figure out why. I, I didn't try that hard, to be honest. But like, Something went awry, like I, the login didn't work anymore right. or something. And I couldn't control my nest anymore from bed. And like the withdrawal, like the grumpiness that created in me was disproportionate. <laughs> like it like, really wasn't like first like, world problems to us. Yes. Like I'm laying extreme. in bed super mad because I might have to walk 20 feet <sighs> to turn my heat up one degree or down one degree instead of kicking my leg out of the blankets or whatever. Like it almost it, it like ruined my sleep practically. And so I don't know, like I don't like to get to the point where I rely on that stuff so much. Yeah, no, but. I was just curious because I feel like so many things are moving that direction. And I think yeah. there are some really smart things. Um, I think that's more I love technology and I love smart stuff, but that is more Brian's territory. He tends to do those things first. We do have Nest for temperature control, but I first of all, I don't sleep with my phone by my bed, so I wouldn't do it at night. And usually if I think to change the thermostat, I'm up anyway. And so I actually think it's become unlinked from my phone. Like I think I would have to log in again and then get the password. So I don't either. We don't have like the ring security that everyone's using where they can like, um, oh, I know my sister, they were selling their house and she could look at her front door when we were in a totally different city and see the people coming to the open house, like things like that are where it's starting to be like, oh, this is crazy. That's the kind of thing that Mm -hmm. I would need to be partnered with somebody who cared. Yeah. That is not the kind of thing I would care enough about now. Yeah. Unless it became so integrated into your life where you didn't have to think about it at all. I just don't see myself using it. Yeah. And I think the thing with apps is once it presents, it either solves a problem that was so important to you that you're willing to learn a new app or like there's something available via that app that you can't get anywhere else that you really want. Like it's got to be something, there's got to be a reason to, you know, add it and use it and all of that. So um, does your kid's school have an app? Or your district or anything like that? You know that. what? Honest to God, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm not an app-oriented person to begin with. I probably wouldn't download it if they did. I don't have a problem with it. So ours is pretty essential. So ours I'm going to guess not. So ours is like um, the method of communication. So w- it's not really oh. optional. So, I mean... Well, I, we have It's Learning, but I just okay. get on that through my browser. I don't... Yeah, do and, and I think... Well, and here's one where I actually think that the mobile app has some advantages over the desktop. Ours is called Parent Square and you can use it both ways. It'll it'll send notifications to your email and you can open it up in your browser. But the mobile app works very much like a messaging app. You can have, you know, like private conversations that texts will pop up. You can get um, calendar reminders about things at school. And then, you know, then you can open up and kind of scroll a feed like you would scroll a Facebook feed or something with different announcements and stuff. Uh, So I guess it's not exclusive to the app, but it's definitely mobile oriented where the browser and they're equal. You could totally get away with just having it on the browser. But I think most parents at our school do use the app because you can because there are some things that will pop up that are, I don't know, you feel like you need to know right away or sign up. All the signups are on there and you can do everything from your phone. So I don't, I will say our school and this might be Mm -hmm. uh, your school just got started a few years ago, right? Yeah. So like from the get go, they were probably able to create systems around that stuff where everyone kind of had to get on the same page. Our school district, you are looking at old school teachers who had a hard time even moving to like any kind of a platform. Then they changed platforms. They used one then they changed 
and use a different one. And I think it like, it just takes a really long time yes. to get everyone Agreed. on the same page. And ours, there was urgency because at first there was nothing and there was yeah. so much communication flying everywhere. And then they did, they went through one app that they didn't like. And, but there was much more, everybody agreed that they needed something. So it was like more, everyone was on board, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about that too. The other thing is with ours being a district, like everything has to kind of originate right. at the district level yep. and then it has to spread to five schools. Yep. So that's, it's different. Like I can see the stress on everybody. Like I have a lot of teacher friends whenever they decide to upgrade technology. Right. It's like, how is this going to, we know. have all this other stuff we already have to worry I about. Know. Now we got to worry about this. Like, I know. Yeah. yeah everything. Yeah, it's a big deal. I know. Um, what about Uber versus Lyft? Do you have a preference? So I am not in a place where I, um, where I really am in cities that often. To okay. Use I feel like Uber I'm always with you when we're in cities. Yeah. But so I have often. Uber on my phone. I do think that I downloaded Lyft. I'm looking at my phone right now to see if I maybe still have it. I don't think I have it anymore. I think I downloaded Lyft and never set up my payment information. And then I was kind of like, I don't care enough to do this. And <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Well, for me, it was when Uber was getting some really like extra, I do remember that. extra bad press. And I was like, I'm only going to use Lyft. So well, I know, the funny thing is, while that was all happening, I didn't ever go someplace where I would need to use one. So I never had to make a decision. Yeah. And I must have <laughs> been for some reason, I feel like I, I actually did. I was in a place where I was using it. So I yeah. used Lyft enough that it. Um, oh, I also liked for a while you could schedule Lyfts in advance and you couldn't with uber unless you were doing fancy fancy uber that may have changed now but that was another thing that it solved because we had a couple and like early tipping. morning tipping was a problem on uber <clears throat> for a while yeah I, I think they've solved that i think they have too um but you couldn't you had to have cash to tip on uber right. and i also got a bunch of free like credits in my lyft account and they keep emailing me yes. every now and then i'll still get an email like you've got 25 dollars waiting in your account so i keep thinking i should just go ahead and use it already yeah and it's it, once you're signed up it's very i mean it's equally user-friendly i liked it right um okay well i am almost through my questions i've been skipping around a little bit um looking at your phone right now are there any apps that you feel should just be deleted Oh my gosh. Looking at my phone right now, <laughs> there are so many apps I feel like should be deleted. Okay. So first of all, can we talk about the fact that an Apple phone comes preloaded with completely useless apps you will never use, but you cannot take off? Yes. And they look so corny, like the health one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the find, you find check friends. Your what oh, does yeah. that even mean? Like what yeah. friends? And like game, the one about a games? Compass? <laughs> a compass? I don't need a compass on my phone. So have you tried to delete any of these recently? Because S I feel oh. like they, you used to not be able to delete any of them and now you can delete quite a few. I have forgotten about them because they're in that extras folder, which to me, again, I don't even see. My you eyes should try right now. It. Push down hard and I, oh. see if it'll let you delete right. it. Because right. I was surprised. I'm going to try to get rid of find friends because I have friends <laughs> and I don't need. <gasps> what? Oh my gosh, it let me delete it. Yeah. So I think this, because I remember being surprised by that too that you used to not be able to and now you can delete yeah, even oh nice. you can even delete the, health, the mail app. It, it still won't let me delete health <clears throat> it wants you to be healthy or find iphone i would leave that one on anyway yeah um okay so getting out of that i mean i'm looking at my phone right now what this does is remind me of things like i get into for a hot second yeah. and then completely forget about um like, remember the arts and culture app when everyone was into that? Like the Google arts and culture thing? No, I don't remember that at it all. It was like, it got really famous. It would show you a painting or something. Oh, people I were really getting into it. That. I downloaded it and then never probably <laughs> ever opened it again. I have the no wait app, which is kind of like, um, it's kind of like uh, open table. Okay. But around here, the only restaurants that allow you to make reservations, it's not even really reservations. It's like you 
you kind of get in line. Mm-hmm. So like you, you don't have, you can, you don't have to like be there waiting in the lobby. You can get in line from home and then okay. it'll yes, tell yes, you yes, how yes. many people are ahead of you. Um, I only probably use it twice a year, but I have a couple times had to re-download it, which is super annoying. So I just leave it on there. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Oh, shipped. You know how I, I love shipped, yeah. right? But I never order on the app. I like to be able to be on my computer when yeah, I'm that makes sense. Sh- grocery shopping. So I never use the app. But it is a convenient to be able to check and see when my stuff is coming and everything else. So what about you? Um, I don't I think right now I'm pretty well curated where there's not a ton I need to delete. One thing that I have deleted in the past and always kick myself is any travel apps. So when I'm traveling, mm. I really do like to have the airlines app installed on my phone and signed in, which is a pain because you got to remember like, what's my rapid rewards number or whatever. Right. But once you are, it's so nice. And so yeah. I finally, it, it was the type of app I would go through and delete when I thought I was cleaning house. And then sure enough, like even if I only fly United Airlines, like once every two years, it's so nice to have it on there because I feel like when you are in the airport, that's the fastest way to check your flight status. Yeah. I just, I, in general, I prefer not to do things in a browser on my phone. I feel like it's glitchy. It takes mm-hmm. forever to load. So if there's an app that makes it easy, I want it. So now with travel apps, I have a ton of them on there. VRBO, Airbnb, like every airline, but I keep them because the next time I'm traveling and need that it's there. So, so, and also I just traveled both United and American mm-hmm. recently. And I think both of those um, if you want to access any of the free entertainment, you have to have the app right. downloaded before yes, you get on before the plane. You go. Which, yeah, which I wouldn't even have thought of because right. Southwest doesn't make you do that. And I right. usually fly Southwest. So right. that's also good to know. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you the funniest, uh, now that we're talking about this, the funniest app I just like locked in. Okay. On. I have Minesweeper on my phone. Oh, wait, remind me what that is. It's a super corny old game from yeah. like the early computer days. Yeah. And I downloaded it because I really wanted something mindless to do right before I fell asleep at night. Uh-huh. Like, and, you know, it's so mindless. I will play three games and zonk out. It's not going to, like, rope you in. No. It can't, it's so, it's boring. Yeah. It's not a fun game. <laughs> it's not it's just something to yeah. do, right? But I downloaded it, and it's been on my phone probably now six months, nine months. It's been a long time. So I should start playing it again, or or I should probably just delete it. Or it's I don't so know. boring that it put you Sometimes right really point. boring things serve a purpose. That so. Totally. <laughs> um, well, I'll mention a couple that just didn't fit into any of the these categories, but that are worth mentioning for me. And if you have any while I'm talking that come up before we wrap, um, I use the time hop app, which I like much better than Facebook memories. So time hop came first. It's what it shows you your photos on this day in history. So we're recording this on March 7th. I open it up once a day and it shows me all the things I either posted to social media, but also I have it linked to my Google photos. So it's actually any photos I took on that day in history. Mm -hmm. And I love it. It's always, there's always oldies, but goodies in there. It always brings back memories. And I don't ever, I, I shouldn't say not ever. I post photos on Facebook of my kids, like three times a year, the first day of school, Halloween, and like one other time. So Facebook memories doesn't do it for me because I just don't post enough, but it's the same idea for those of you who get Facebook memories. So that is such a good one. Takes a little bit to like link it up to all your different places where you put photos, but then it's just like, it's like a little dose of happy every day. Um, I love it. And then I also, my favorite photo editing app is Snapseed. And I didn't know that was a Google product. So go figure. I think it Google, is. Yeah, I Google bought it. I think it probably wasn't originally. Um, is this one of the ones you downloaded after reading Jill Krause's book? So yeah, so I'm not going to okay. give, so I already had Snapseed and I already used it, but Jill okay. Krause's book taught me way more 
like how to use Snapseed way better. So I've improved my Snapseed. And then she has a couple other go-to apps that are amazing that she recommends that I won't give away. Um, But I was already a Snapseed user. Um, And that is one that does integrate nicely with Google Photos because it's a Google product. I have to share. This is funny. When on my last day of that, you that crazy yoga challenge. Yes. That I, I, man, I did it. I did 60. Yes, you did. Classes, yoga classes in 59 days. Go Megan. Um, I posted or I sent Sarah a picture to clean up for me of the inside of the studio. Cause I wanted to post like a little, you know, mini essay about it. Yeah. And you made the picture look amazing, but the, I felt the need after I posted it to <laughs> go in and explain because like I was thinking my yoga instructor who owns the studio is going to see this and be like, what happened to the exit sign? Where's all you like took out an exit sign. You took out a human. You took out like um, outlets. you changed the lighting. Like it was amazing what you were able to do with that photo. But then I had this moment of self-consciousness. Like I should probably point out that they're up to code. I, yeah. I, I didn't things. even think about that. I'm just like purely either, thinking actually, of aesthetics. Yes. So it was just kind of funny. <clears throat> um, well, yeah, if you guys wonder what we're talking about too, I can link up Jill's book again too, because, um, she was a sponsor on the show a couple weeks ago and I've been raving about it. Um, okay. So that was photos. Gosh, I feel, I feel like we should wrap up. Um, but we will have a lot to link to in the show notes because we will yeah. link to all the apps we mentioned. We would love to hear what you guys think of our favorite apps and what your favorite apps are. You can email us hello at the or leave a comment in the show notes or on social, wherever you find us, we are the mom hour. Um, also, real quick before we wrap, we are getting ready to record our 200th episode Woo-hoo. and making it kind of a celebration for this community. We've been talking about it on social, but if you haven't heard, we are collecting your voicemails talking about what you've learned from this show. It doesn't have to be maybe something one of us said, but something that one of our guests said or just a nugget of wisdom that you have learned. What we've all learned from each other is kind of how we're structuring that 200th episode. So yeah, you've be been meaning fun. to leave us a message. We'll link up in the show notes how to do that. And we are recording in just a few days from when this comes out. So we would love to hear your lovely voices and play them on our 200th show. We would. All right. Thanks, Megan. Thanks. I will talk to you soon. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. Hey, everyone. We have a favor to ask. If you are an Apple Podcasts user, can you check really quickly to make sure you're still following the Mom Hour? Apple did one of their big software updates recently, and it changed a bunch of things about how you get the podcasts you're subscribed to. If Apple Podcasts is your podcast app of choice, all you have to do is find your way to our show page and then click the little plus sign or follow in the top right corner. Thanks so much.